Welcome to the I Create Daily Podcast. I'm Leora Alderson. And I'm Devani Alderson. We're your co-hosts on this journey of creativity and productivity. I Create Daily is for artists in every genre of creating, from musicians to writers, crafters to inventors, bloggers to entrepreneurs. I Create Daily is a movement for creators serious about your art. If you're into creating anything, this podcast is definitely for you. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Hello and welcome to the I Create Daily podcast, a movement for creators series about their art. I'm Leora. And I'm Devani. And today our guest is Caroline Rose, who's Kara Rose on Instagram. And Kara is a nutritional coach in training and an incredible Polish food photographer who's living in Switzerland. We discovered Carolina's mouth-watering food photography on Instagram and the soft pastel backgrounds mixed with the amazing striking colors of your ingredients that you showcase were incredible. It was like a gallery of food art. Yes. And so of course we will be linking to your Instagram profile in the podcast show notes and you guys have to visit her profile to see the full effects of her amazing art. Yes. Um, also Cora's philosophy on food is that food Natural food equals a strong body and a clear mind, which we absolutely agree with. And we look forward to diving into your story today. So welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And we're really excited because you informed us that this is your first podcast interview. And so, and as we share with you, we're sure it's the first of many um, because clearly, you know, you are so incredibly talented what you do with food on a plate is really akin to what an artist does with colors on canvas. Um, Do you also paint on canvas, by the way, or draw or sketch? So actually, I was an aspiring drawing person, and I also tried, but not really for much, not really did it uh, a lot. Painting as well, I was somewhere in there for for my whole life, but I never got it uh, got to it professionally so i think this is the way that my ex that i express myself finally i think it's weird because that's that happened at least in a spontaneous way yeah. and i didn't know i would be doing that really it's like it's like you said actually my plate is my canvas and i i go crazy with food on it yeah that's amazing well it's absolutely beautiful and we just wanted to start with sort of your background and how you got into that and just your story because you're are you a full-time student or do you also do nutritional coaching as well? So I am actually looking for a new job right now and my course is only on weekends so that I, that I if I find a new employment, I could do, do it at the same time. And actually the story is around eight years ago, I think, um, in the past, I got interested in a TV sitcom in Poland, so you really don't know it, believe me, <laughs> even if I explain the name and everything. Right. It was uh, about a young woman who was, whose passion was cooking, actually, and she started really low, uh, washing dishes in a restaurant, and then at the end of the series, she becomes a chef of, the, of a mega, super trendy restaurant in Warsaw. And I started watching this and this got me thinking like, I really want to start cooking, like doing things because before I never even thought about it, like sandwiches and tea was like the top of my game. <laughs> and I saw how, how inspired she was and how, how creative she was in the kitchen. 
So I started cooking and at the same time, I thought maybe I could actually include healthiness into it because before that, I never really thought about how it counts for you, for your life, for your head, how you feel. If I only make toast with cheese and this is how I nourish myself all day and all week, it's normal that I get tired, that I have to take naps during the day and that I cannot really get higher in my creative on my creative levels than, than, than this because you cannot actually do more. You don't have enough vitamins. You, you're not clearing yourself right. It's just, it cannot happen. So thanks, bizarrely, thanks to, the, to a TV show, I got into cooking and I got inspired by food in, in general. And then I started my course, which was like my training, my, which was three months ago, actually. And then my boyfriend told me that if I am going to do this, maybe I should start something before getting a diploma, become, before becoming a professional and start showing what I feel about food, what I would like to say about food and start expressing myself. And that's how I made my um, Instagram account. So it was like, I think my first photo was on the 30th of July and I was laughing so much when I saw actually the evolution of my profile from the first photo, which was four months ago. It was just like an oatmeal with a couple of fruits, which I placed absolutely in a random spot with no lighting. It was such a, it's, it was just, it was supposed to be for fun. It was for close friends, for family, nothing sophisticated. I wasn't really thinking about it. And uh, then I, once I did a huge grocery shopping, I got plenty of, of fruits and vegetables. And this is actually what got me to do more, to get it to the, to the next level, because you have to have resources, actually. If you don't have anything to, to work with, you cannot really go really far. And then I went crazy because I, I, I bought tons of, of super healthy things to eat. And then I found... Also, I think I had a trip to Ikea and bought some pretty plates, like, like pastel colors, blue, bright blue and uh, pink. And this is how it started. It's so weird because there isn't any inspired, like super enlightening uh, story behind it. It was just this, actually. I needed to see many things in front of me and then I just got loose. I, I didn't really think about it. It was, it was practically almost by accident. So it's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. That's really cool because one of our mottos is start, sustain, succeed. And the concept is really like what you were just saying. You just start. It could be the most random thing you see or read about that inspires you or that sparks you in the moment. But it's really the starting of an endeavor that, that and then pursuing it, sustaining with it, that mm. helps you grow as whatever creation you're making. Yeah, one of our... Um, commonly used quotes for I Create Daily is it is in the journey that the way becomes more clear. And so if you just start following your passion, pursuing things you love to do, and in your case at that time, you know, you weren't even sure you loved food things. It's like this random thing of a TV show sparked something within you that was just waiting to blossom. You know, it was like a seed waiting to blossom. Um, and it seems like when I see your, um, your photos, your incredible food art photos, I have it up on our screen right now. Yeah, it's um, what's so clear. It's like to me, anyway. At least what this is what I get from it. It's like you have taken time to love the food. You have taken time to appreciate each ingredient, 
and to see how, you know, and it's, it's almost like in making it beautiful for the plate, it's called plating is one of the terms in food art, food photography. Um, you know, it really helps you appreciate each food item even more, right? Yeah, this is really true because you take time with it, actually. And this is one of the, when we go talking about struggles, but this is one of the things, actually, not to get lazy. Because if you do do it for more than, it, when you do it the first day, it's great. It's fresh, it's new, so you're like super excited and it's really easy to do. Then the time goes by, and even if I'm pretty new at this still because it's been only four months, you get bored sometimes, weirdly, because you, and you think, oh my God, maybe I won't have an idea today to do something pretty and maybe it won't be as good as the other one. And, and then I just have to do it because I, I live in, with my boyfriend and sometimes I cook and then I prepare his plate. So he's out there, he's eating already at the table and I'm like spending my 45 minutes at the plate, picking up ingredients, making it pretty, taking a photo, going on the balcony, yeah. getting camera, like getting it all, all real. So sometimes I just want to sit next to him and eat and talk and everything. It's not like that. You have to be focused and take your time. And then at the end, I always know it's worth it. You know, even if I take 40 photos and then work on them, because let's face it, now it's practically winter time and it, you don't have as much lighting. You have to work on them after to enhance like the colors and to make it more clear and everything. But once it's done, it's so satisfying. That's, that's what I love about it. Even if you put work in it, for me, it's the only way for now, I think, to express myself. Because seeing that I didn't get into drawing or painting professionally, even if I started, I never actually took it to a level that I would call myself someone good at it. But then I, I there was, it was so incredible, incredible that I loved food and I loved how healthy it is. And by doing these photos, I actually, I actually show, you could say that, how I feel about this. Because if you work on these photos and you show all these colors, that's what they look like in my head. So if a photo isn't, it's like not, not as rich and as, as colorful I, as I would like it to be for someone else to see, I have to work on it. I, I like get in Lightroom Photoshop and do even small couple things. But then it's, that's the way I see it in my head. And some, sometimes it's very different because if you appreciate food, especially plant-based or vegan, a food that, isn't really harming anything or anyone. It's just beautiful to me. So I, I like to display it on a photo. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what, I think a really good point you mentioned earlier was that you, you did, you tried the drawing, you experimented with painting, and then you sort of found this food art expression. And I think there are many creatives who sometimes struggle with finding a way to express their creativity. And it's really good to experiment and just find what you naturally are drawn to and try it out, experiment with different styles, because the truth is art comes in every form, including <laughs> amazing food art. Yeah. Really, this is so true. And even if you think it's weird that I do like food drawings, so you, could, you could call that, it does actually, we can make art out of everything. Yes. And especially when talking about when it, when it comes, the moment that you know what you can do and what you're, what you're good at, for me, it wasn't really something so much by accident. I, and I just combined, I started loving food and, and being healthy. And then I knew that I has, had this artistic side somewhere in me. And then it just clicked, just, just happened. So yeah. I, you shouldn't really force it. You shouldn't like, oh my God, everybody's getting somewhere. And I didn't, didn't, found, didn't find my path. 
Yes. You should be okay with it because sometimes you, you have to be in the right moment at the right time, maybe with the right person and, and, and it happens. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many other things we want to touch on the, based on the things that you're, you've been saying and the, the, your story that you shared. Um, but first, I want to commend your boyfriend. That's really wonderful that he saw, you know, he, is he like into online business or marketing or something? Like how did he have the insight and foresight to advise you to start an Instagram account? So yes, exactly. He is in marketing. So he knew that I should actually try to show myself before I do start doing some professional stuff in my life. So I am really grateful to him because I don't know if I would get the idea actually of doing it more seriously than just a photo of an oatmeal somewhere and having 11 followers and not really caring about it. And it became something that I love, actually, that gives me a, a goal to wake up and do something beautiful and to be proud of it. Yeah, definitely. Well, so yeah, awesome. shout out to, <laughs> to yeah. Farid, my boyfriend, really. <laughs> Very good. Awesome. Yeah. What's his name? Farid. Farid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shout awesome. Out Shout out to him. For- <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things on your, like you mentioned that it takes time and, but it's always so worth it after, especially afterwards, you're glad. It's an important point. I mean, we do the same thing here. We have some websites and we do some recipes and especially Devani does some cooking and photographs of them. And, you know, if you're tired and you just want to get the meal out and cook, then it's easy just to discount that. But really, once you get into the creative side, you know, especially, you know, if you're a creator, if you have a creative streak in you, which most everyone does, when you decide to get into that space, then it's like the time kind of just automatically expands into, mm-hmm. you know, like you fall into that space and, and then you enjoy it. You go from, oh, but I've got to do this to, oh, right. wow, and I could do this and this and this, you know, and you, you kind of, you in, and then afterwards, not only are you glad because you've captured you know, the, the content in the moment, but, you know, it has inspired your own creative. It's like stirred your creative pot, yeah. you know, so to speak, so that you, you know, you've experienced that in those moments, those creative moments in your day, and they're always energizing. This is so true. It's exactly how you said, because even if I feel, okay, I don't feel like doing a photo right now. I just, I'm hungry. I want to eat. I have to get to my other things to do. And then if I really get to it, yeah, you get so lost in it. You don't know the time that passes by. You get all agreeing. Like the kitchen is so messy. I have fruits and vegetables and like different mini pots and plates and, and cups everywhere, like edible flowers, like everything is everywhere. And once you get to it, actually, I sometimes finish by doing one photo and then I have another idea. I do another photo for another day and then another and like you can pass hours in this really. So it's really worth it to just taking a step and then your your head, your mind will will really take a journey with you to doing something. This yeah, really, yeah. Really cool. definitely. And back to what we were saying earlier about just getting started, it's like, Nowhere in the university probably is there the um, class or course or job description of at any for a food blogger or right. food artist. You know, it's like you you couldn't go to school thinking in advance that I'm going to be a food artist. You know, mm. so it's like that's how you discover it by mm. following your interests and your passion. So definitely, yes. Sorry, you go ahead. Uh, well, <laughs> I, mean, I was just gonna ask us. So you're also so. You're doing this food art currently as a hobby, correct? Just and developing that passion more and your expertise in food photography, which 
you're so next level on this. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I already consider you an expert at yes. food photography. It's probably yes. my favorite account right now. Yeah. And so with your course that you're doing on nutrition coaching, are you looking to sort of blend the two as a business or is this still just your hobby and you're pursuing the food nutritional coaching as your main business? How, what are you doing with that? Are you going to blend the two? Yeah. In the for the time being, this is it. I do it for my pleasure because I love taking photos of food and being interested in benefits of healthy eating. I want to be a nutritionist, but I would really like combine the two in uh, publishing a recipe book one day. I would like to write down my recipes, just my ideas and my reflections on food and make it really pretty in the style of my account and include for the recipes my photos. So yeah. this would be like the coronation of what I am now, I think. Yeah, I love that. Definitely. So what, what, so, so some ideas, we're going to share some ideas with you since you're early in the journey, in the journey of creating your brand and your business. Um, there's so much that, so many opportunities in today's world. So really it is a matter of identifying the things that you most want to do, which you've described just now, um, writing a cookbook um, and, you know, growing your platform, your social platform and brand so that when you do write the cookbook, then you have a ready audience. Um, but some of the things that you could do in the meantime, and you probably want to do is you want to watermark your photographs. Oh, yes. Um, because your photographs are so captivating and amazing that so many people could easily come and grab them and use them for free. Um, and it's not hard. So when you're going, you know, before you load them, you just add, you know, your watermark to it in Canva. If you're not familiar with Canva, you know, Devani has a tutorial on that she could send your way. Um, so that's one thing. And the other is like, even until you write your book prior to that, um, based on the quality of your photos and artistry and what you're doing, um, you could do not only sell your photographs, but you could, so you could sell your photographs and you could also potentially, uh, especially as you grow your Instagram channel even more, attract uh, sponsors who will pay you to create food art photos for them. Or their um, ingredients, you, utilizing their ingredients that you support and stand behind health-wise. Yeah. So you could, I mean, easily make, um, you know, like, just with one job, you could easily do anywhere from four hundred to twelve hundred dollars, um, and like one task essentially that is what you're doing anyway. Um, now the challenge is going to be you're using a lot of fresh ingredients, and most companies who are paying, you know, for food photographers, and and we're sharing this also for others in our audience, you know, who might be looking for opportunities in similar areas of interest. Um, most companies who are paying for food photography are doing it with their packaged ingredients. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but there are some things that you could do. So like, for instance, if you're making sushi, you could certainly, you know, the sushi sheet company, you have to buy the, the seaweed from, you know, they, perhaps they could sponsor you. The people whom like Ikea, from whom you bought the dishes, they could totally sponsor your, your, you know, some of your creations. In well, fact, there's a guy on Instagram, he's called the Rustic Vegan, and he blends ingredients, he makes very fresh, wholesome vegan foods, and he features products like the maca powder, yeah. or green spirulina, or blue spirulina, so it's like, even though they're packaged, um, they're still like health supplements or health products yeah. that he mixes into That's the natural point. foods he's using, oh, yeah. and some That's of his posts point. he does get sponsored to share yeah. and promote. Not um, only that, so, so someone like, uh, you know, so like you got, you have Organifi, uh, Athletic Greens, you have um, a lot like the Ben Greenfield mm -hmm. products, you have a, a lot of different supplement companies who would probably pay you to take a photograph using the natural ingredients 
that end up being the powdered ingredients in their powders. You know, so like you take a dish full of, you know, like if it's a green powder that has kale and spirulina, as Devani was saying, and carrots and sprouts and all that in there, you take those photos and it represents what's in that ingredient. Kind of like you do with the, like you made ramen, you had a ramen photo with like the bok choy and the mushrooms and all of it laid out nicely on the plate, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I think, you could, yeah, you could totally do because these people are looking for, you know, they have to set it up. They have to outsource it. Uh, so one thing you might even do if you haven't already, and if you have an interest, you said you're looking for a job. So this would be a way you could tie in both what you're doing already, what you want to do more of uh, toward uh, helping others and earning at the same time. So you could create a profile on like Upwork. Dot com Upwork is the freelance platform, as well as uh, there are some companies like we have. We can send you. There's a company like that we use for our virtual assistants, uh, FreeUp.com, and it's three e's f r e e e u p FreeUp.com, and so you could um, create a profile there as a freelance um, freelance photographer, for instance, on mm-hmm. you know particular food. You could specialize in food. So um, bloggers, you know, like there would be food bloggers who uh, and that may be something you do in the meantime, and that's something you can easily create. You know, you have your Instagram profile, and it's actually very smart because you can create an Instagram profile and following for free uh, without having to do with the website and all of that. Yeah. And it's um, like a portfolio of all your work. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, so if you liked, do you like to write? Yeah. Okay. So if you like to write and you said, you know, your, your recipes, you could actually easily for just a few hundred dollars, probably your boyfriend knows of, you know, knows how to do a site or knows of someone who could do it very inexpensively for you uh, for a few hundred dollars. And then you can just start. So now you've got your Instagram and then you've got for your, your written content, your website, and then they enter in, interact with each other. Uh, they refer people back and forth. And the website grows, can grow an audience to your content. Uh, you could end up monetizing just from that. Like, um, you could either put ads on it, but if you don't want to do ads, in, you know, eventually, then you could certainly use it as a platform for selling your book and that sort of thing. You could also earn um, affiliate revenue from Amazon. So like if you are creating a food photograph, if you get hired by a company to create food photography, then you can apply to be their affiliate and earn money for uh, their sales as well and have that on your website, like their ads on your website, or you could link it to Amazon products, like their products on Amazon. So whenever somebody buys that product from your site, then you get uh, compensated for that a little bit, you know, and it's all a part of the natural, like for us, it's like all a part of sharing what you're doing anyway uh, and just finding a way to help it pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you for the ideas, actually. There are a couple of those that I, I didn't even know. As a, my boyfriend is in online marketing, he was thinking, actually, of building me a website and connecting the two with Instagram because it's super, actually, cool. It makes all of the two connected. And then people who come to Instagram can see my website and vice versa. So it's really something that works. So it's in, how do you say it? It's, in the works. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's in the plan. Good. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. So, um, yeah, and, it's, and you know, like if you're already doing your recipes, then just you capture them as well. 
and you go ahead and write them down as you create them. And then, yeah, it takes a little longer, you know, of course. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, right now it's perfect. You're working, you're looking for a job. So, you know, you have the time, especially in between when you have the time, then it's totally worth it because this is for you. What you do Mm -hmm. today, what you build today and what you put on the internet and Instagram is, you know, that extra half an hour or an hour to create it. Now it's there forever, essentially. And you can always eat the food while writing yeah. the post. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can even sit and do the recipes on your computer while you're sitting next to your boyfriend watching the, the TV show. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All while working. So. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Do you have, so do you have any interest in um, branching into other kinds of photography? Or is it that your the primary focus is you really want to stay with the food for now? I think this is my primary focus. I, I wouldn't kind of, if I started doing this, be focused on that because I saw sometimes, from my experience, if I get into too many things at a time, I get really disconnected from what I started doing in the first place. And it's as for ideas for creators, I think for me, it was always the experience of having an idea and then overanalyzing it, transforming it a couple of times and then you end up with something complete, completely else that doesn't have anything to do with, with the thing that you did in first place. So I think it's good to stick what you thought of. And when you went, were spontaneous, I think it shows the most who you are, actually. The first expression of yourself is the most fresh one, is the most real, actually, the, 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 the most honest one. Yeah. So I really think that I should do this for now. And if I feel like this is going well and I get into my business and it's running and I don't have to give it as much focus and be disconnected, I think I would get into some other kind of photography because I know we can we can do make really such beautiful art in photography. But for now it's mostly food, yeah. 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 That's such wisdom. So smart. Yeah, it's so smart. You're so wise for for someone so young to have discovered this already is amazing. There are some people that you know, of all ages that are still trying to discover that lesson. So it's wonderful that you've already tapped into the, the power of that kind of focus. Um, and also the fact of how what you're most drawn to is the the fastest path to who you really are, mm-hmm. you know, to just so, yeah. so poignant. Yeah, really wonderful. Great insight. So where did really that good. focus come from? You're, you seem like naturally structured and focused. So do you have habits that keep you keep you going, especially on those days where you're like, I really don't want to spend 45 minutes in my kitchen today. Like what keeps you going? And before you answer that, when Devani started talking, we missed your last comment uh, in reply to your insight. Do you remember what you said? Okay, that's all right. That's all right. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, So as for habits, I, I actually think when I don't feel like doing it, I ask myself, how will I feel if I don't do this today, actually? Would I be satisfied? Would I feel okay if I just tell myself, no, this is not the day, I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to do it? And then I feel so empty. I'm like, I know I want, I know I have ideas in me and I, I know I, ha- I can do things. You just need to push yourself a little bit, but just a little bit. If you don't really feel like it this day, you're like sick or super tired or, or falling asleep, better not because... I think you will self-doubt yourself because if you won't get the, the most super gracious idea, 
you will feel like, oh my God, I'm, I'm not worth of doing it anymore and everything, I'm not as great as before. So maybe don't push it. But if I like have the energy, it's just laziness. Yeah, you have to ask yourself, how will you feel if you take this decision of not doing it? And it's pretty much, it pretty much solves the problem. I always end up doing it because I know I will feel so much better and so satisfied if I get my work done. And it's, it's very often not, not much more than an hour actually of doing the composition, taking the photo and getting it like in post-production to enhancing everything and doing the quality of the photo the colors. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much worth it. And then to have always something in the, at, at your house, in ho- at home, I'm sorry, I, <laughs> I can't express myself. Um, to always have something to work with. So if I work with food, it's better to go grocery shopping um, two times a week and have your fruit, your vegetables, and pretty much the more original ones, the better. So I always go to like huge markets when there's only food and uh, like super healthy stuff, which, which make me salivate truly. I like when I enter like this kind of market and it's just fruits and vegetables, like, oh, like, yeah. you feel like it's paradise because it's the only stuff you, you'll need for, for your photos and, and just to eating basically. So always having things to inspire you at home. If I have some cool fruits like dragon fruit or star fruit and something that looks cool in the photos, I always end up something like doing something with it. I always end up working with it. So be be prepared, have it be equipped. That's what I would say as well. That makes sense. It's like have on hand, you know, it's sort of like investing in the things that you value. Mm-hmm. So you value healthy food. Do you spend more money on the healthy food? You get, you know, the groceries, the armfuls of groceries, and then you come home and naturally you want to do something with it. And, and the fact that you're doing something with it naturally means you're going to be eating that instead of the cheese, cheese toast yeah. only or the cheese sandwich. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. On your, one other thing um, for the ideas, I was reminded when we're looking at the photos again, if you, so remember to watermark. And, but meanwhile, if you did want to sell your photos, without having to like contact different companies, Shutterstock would probably be the best platform mm-hmm. for you because they definitely, they definitely pay for every photo. It's not one of the free platforms. So here's one of the strategies we've seen. We, we have not personally sold photographs ourselves, but with what we've seen and observed from using both plat- all of these platforms. And interviewing photographers. And interviewing photographers is, so the Pixabay and Unsplash are free platforms. Um, so, people, but what happens is some of the artists will put who create lots of, especially those who are maybe creating things that they're getting paid to create. Um, they will end up putting some of their art there for free, and then that leads though to people to discover them. So that's like a little bit of a just you know like just a, a hint of something. But then Shutterstock, anything you put there, and people who are going there, they have the budget a lot of times to uh, not only buy your photographs which that's the only way you can access them from Shutterstock, but also to then see your profile and consider hiring you. So that's a, an incredible way to get freelance work as well um, through the exposure. So that may be something else you would consider. If I were to be in your shoes, I probably would just list them on Shutterstock at first. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure and, you know, and uh, of course, make sure you create your profile on Shutterstock. So when they click on your name, they can see 
you know, all about you and how to contact you and all of that. And that could start off like, since you don't have a website yet, if you have a Shutterstock profile and list content there, you can direct people. So I know you do a lot of descriptions in your food photography about what you're making and what you're Mm. doing, but you could also do a couple posts um, like each week that are directing people who are interested in needing food art to your Shutterstock profile. Yeah. And if you were to, so, so that I, I think I would do that and also contact Ikea because if you got the dishes there and they see what you've done with them, I mean, I think mm. they would probably buy a batch from you right offhand. And then, you know, they still, hopefully, well, some of them, some of the companies, like if you get on Shutterstock. Or send you dishware. Or send you free dishes. Yeah, yeah. But some of the companies uh, that use the photos still include your name so that people can find you. And if not, then people know how these days to do an image search and they can find you on Shutterstock. Yeah. So really it's a, what I love about it is it's a way for you to earn money from your art and also get exposure at the same time. Okay. Thank you so much for this insight because I really didn't know many of them. So yeah, good, good, good. Thank yeah. Posted on how that goes. So um, shifting to um, your interest in nutrition. So you kind of told us about basically you came up, I guess the program, the sitcom was also responsible for your discovering an interest in nutrition, right? Yeah, that's true. So I seen her being super creative. She wasn't only looking at stuff that were, were delicious to eat. It was always full of vegetables and cool things and did in a really super pretty creative way. And I thought that this really shows that we can actually eat healthy and it doesn't mean it's boring and that that's how it got me thinking about food that it should be healthy at the same time it cannot be only like all super delicious and everything it has to be nutritious nutritious for you so as i'm going forward in my nutrition course i it's basically to ask yourself the question if you want to eat something you have cravings and it's like is this going to nourish my body or is it going to just give a good taste and i feel like i will feel like for for the rest of the day so this got me really thinking about that and yes then i started discovering veganism uh, which really changed the way it's really changes not only the way you you eat but also the way you see the world other people animals and even yourself i have pcos disease so it's said that veganism Normally you can cure it, but it takes time. You have to be a vegan, I think, for two years straight. So from the moment that I started doing this, I had other problems in the way, like anemia, because I wasn't doing veganism in a good way. So that way you don't have enough uh, micronutrients. And then it goes completely the other way. So you have to be intelligent in it. Mm -hmm. And really, I don't believe that when people say that you're crazy because you're a vegan we're supposed to eat animals and everything that it's natural people do it from i don't know like thousands of years i don't believe that really because when we were like cavemen we were only eating stuff like we found in the forest some berries and that's it and people were chasing meat like animals once a month or something like that so we're really not how do you say that predisposed, like made to actually 
eat this amount of food. Today you have like thousands of, of chicken legs or chicken breasts in a supermarket and it's not actually normal. We are not really made to eat this, this kind of amount. So that's why diseases, that's why we feel ill and that's where fatigue comes from. And that's why we, we cannot keep the weight that we would like to because if you are an intelligent vegan, you practically stay lean and you feel good. You feel like you can do things. You don't have to sleep during the day and you can do things that you planned and it keeps your mind, like I said in my, in my Instagram description, clear. You have ideas and you don't feel blocked as much as when you put food that isn't really destined to be in your body. So I know I, I talk about vegan philosophy, but it's really important to me because it changes the way you look at, at other people, how they nourish themselves. You find an other vegans also. You create like these circles of, of, of trust with other people who also value the things you value in your life. And as for the animals, you see them are, as, as not lower kind, a lower race in the world. Like they're right next to us. And I think we shouldn't be feeling like we're, we can just kill them, sell, kill them and not think about it that we're responsible for murder. So yes, I, I really agree with the fact that, for example, taking cow's milk is taking something that the baby cow actually should drink. It's not for us, it's not destined for a human body. And this is how we actually get some low bone density because we drink cow's milk, which we shouldn't actually do. We should drink only human milk from our mother for a couple of months and then stop, then that's it actually. So the things that we believed in nutrition a couple of years ago and many nutritionists, which is not super cool, believe it today, um, do the actually the, the opposite for our health if even if we think it's super healthy sometimes it's it doing really the the other the other thing right. yeah definitely so so we can relate to we're vegetarian um have been vegan um off and on and so definitely agree with um your philosophy on that um you know what we have come to realize i think is that everybody is different and there are some people who definitely flour um like what do you call flourish on certain diets more than others and some people you have to be not only physically physiologically you know different people respond in different ways mm -hmm. but you also need to get psychologically ready you know like it's in other words it works best for people to come to their own conclusions i think in general on that but you're in the field and it's hard when you're uh, when you're educating yourself and you're experiencing for yourself you know, the health improvements, yeah. the clarity of thinking that, you know, and, and all the benefits that come with, you know, just um, a cleaner, healthier diet. It's hard not to see, you know, like cause and effect is so, so simply obvious, right? Yeah. You know, there's just such a simple cause and effect. But um, so you mentioned, what was the disease you said you had or the, the, illness, the struggle you were having? What is it? PCOS, which causes hormonal imbalance in your body and you have cysts in your ovaries. So it's like you get fertility problems and yeah, it's, it's a struggle, but normally diet can, can practically cure it. I don't know if it's hundred percent, but I know we can get really, really better doing it. And it takes time because everything that's natural takes time. If you do like aromatherapy or herbal teas and stuff like this, you know, it takes time. You cannot cure like yourself like this. So, yeah, that's why I know you have to be patient, actually. 
Right. Actually, definitely. Yeah. Which probably helps with your art making too, because it also requires a lot of patience and time. Yeah. But you know, and with, this is such an important topic for creators yes. as well, because, you know, um, health and nutrition affects everybody, no mm-hmm. matter your profession. I know it's obviously it's a human thing, right? And, and it makes you perform better when you have the health yeah, or health habits absolutely. in place and over time. Absolutely. We have a number, we have some people in our audience who um, struggle with things like fibromyalgia, um, chronic pain and all of that. And so much of it is remedial through diet. Um, it's just really hard for some people to I think believe that uh, and to experiment with themselves, especially when, as you said, it can take long, it can take a little while to see those results. It's mm-hmm. not as, always, sometimes it's immediate, but sometimes it takes, you know, a longer time because we've been getting ill for a long time right. if we have bad habits. And so it takes longer time to get healthy. But you mentioned, um, since this is again, such an important topic for everyone, we'll, and we also want to share this to our fitness site, which will mytrainerfitness.com is one of our websites. So we'll share about this there as well. Um, but you mentioned that not all nutritionists agree either. You know, so there's, you know, like some nutritionists are still saying, you know, like this is sort of the funny thing. People say, well, ask your doctor before you go on any diet or whatever. And yet most doctors don't even have the equivalent of, of six months of nutrition education. Usually it's maybe one class, uh, one credit of nutritional education. Similarly, not all nutrition education is the same, right? You have more the holistic approach and then you have more the traditional approach, which definitely incorporates the dairy and the meat. And, um, and even like we were talking earlier today, soy is an example. Um, many people who go on vegan, vegetarian diets start to overuse soy um, and it is a protein that's not easily digested in the body. We know because we used to eat a lot of soy mm. and we both now are very allergic to soy. Um, and so it's like, that's how we discovered the, you know, all of this, you know, um, like the truth, sort of the truth behind soy kind of thing. But so what is your take on like, how did you find the training that you're doing or the, the, the coaching education that you're doing? And um, what is the take in the industry on the range of education, um, quality of education related to nutrition? So for me, as I am in Geneva, which is very multinational city, but not very big, I didn't have much choice, actually. It's just, was, it was narrowed by my research and I was either going to do this, which takes up to eight months, I think. It's like a short training with a diploma and um, the other thing was actually going to university and doing three years bachelor bachelor in dietet- dietitian. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so I thought I started psychology studies in Warsaw and then I quit after one year and a half and I didn't really go want to go through, through it again. So this time I told myself like I am super interested in this. But do I want to start another couple years of studying and getting myself into something that is super long-term. So I was thinking maybe I should do it like in more of a smart way. And I chose like a shorter course, which was the only one actually available right now, which that doesn't uh, go up to like three or five years of, of being a student. So it's, it, it is more compressed, mm-hmm. but it's with two um, dietitians from your university they have diplomas and everything they highly ed- educated so I think even if it's shorter 
it will get me through the basics and being a nutrition coach and this could work That's but nice. as for the information and the look at the industry today it's really complicated because even now um the person that i'm getting my lessons from for example as a nutritional coach we have to be um how do you say it a nutritional agnostic we cannot actually be like tell everyone to go vegan to go vegetarian to eat a lot of meat to be high protein high carb it's not possible actually we have to have an, an individual approach towards everyone who comes because we're not supposed to force them actually to become something else we just learn how they live how they eat what they like to eat because it cannot actually become something that we, they will hate it won't work it was just i will see this person one time and then then the, it's over we, we will not work together anymore so that's actually the approach but i think when i actually finish this course it's normal that since everybody's different i will have my own style of giving tips and telling people what is better and i think i'm going mostly towards like thinking if they really do need to to eat a lot of meat for example i i won't say i i won't discourage anything actually i know you cannot really go super hard and be super strict because it doesn't work people get really overwhelmed and then they they they, they just don't want to do it but the look today is like as i said we don't actually see these animals killed and i think this is the thing number one so I was asking myself as well if I if I back in the days when I started thinking about going vegan and right now it's mostly vegetarian but I'm starting to coming back to like pure, pure veganism so the question number one was if I want to eat like this chicken breast or this kind of I don't know this this meat if I could kill the animal myself and so the, the the response is no i like i wouldn't do it so i won't eat it because even if i don't do it myself i don't see it, it happening that doesn't mean that the animal wasn't killed by somebody else and the other thing that animals the way they are treated today which is like in small cages they cannot move they can't touch each other they're super filled with antibiotics because there are so many in so, such small spaces they get diseases they there are plagues of disease actually if one of them gets sick everybody gets sick so what do we do we make them like uh we 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 give them antibiotics because we don't want to everybody to get sick and then they die and the owner goes bankrupt and and it doesn't work and we don't let them move because we want to make them more fat so if they have space to move they they lose weight they lose the fat that we want yeah. so it's really super not human and the biggest problem today is we don't see it we go to a supermarket we choose our meat we choose our 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 groceries and then we go and then we don't think what's the story behind it actually Yes. So this is really hard. Yes, this is a really difficult subject, but it's so existent and don't want people to see it. As in pharmaceuticals, I think in medicine today, we want everything to be quick, fast, and easy. So we don't want to take a time to make ourselves a salad, and do take time to to make it good and nutritious. We want a, a quick sandwich, and then we we won't feel good. So then we get sick. 
we want another quick solution. So we take medicine, which works for like a couple of hours, only takes out the symptoms and then you get even more sick. So there are so many levels in industries, like every, everywhere when there's only money, it's really, it, there's like this point of being like only money and, and being human. And there's this point like the limit, which is really complex. Yeah, it is. In my opinion. I mean, yeah, I'm, I try to not to obsess about it and not to tell everybody like, oh my God, you're killers. Like if you're not vegan, you're horrible. No, it's just my opinion. It, and that's why I do it. Yes. It's my philosophy, but I don't condemn like anybody else who thinks differently. We're all different. We all have the rights to, to live the way we, we would like to. Yeah, I think that your point there is well taken. It's that um, it's, I think it's incumbent upon all of us in order to grow uh, to become more in increasingly aware. Mm -hmm. And the more aware we become, the more we begin to apply that awareness to every area of our life including asking questions like, where does this food come from? And is this food just for taste or is it for my body? Is it actually fueling uh, my, my nutrition and health or is it fueling my disease and illness kind of thing? So it's like the philosophy of eat to live, don't live to eat. Yeah. And it's, it's just about like, am I giving myself life energy or am I not? Yeah. And, and if you choose not to, which I mean, we all have our various foods that we're all weak to it's yeah. guilty pleasures so called yeah yes. but just like, yeah just being aware that you're consuming that for the sake of i enjoy this and in the moment i really like this and i want this and just that increased awareness like mm -hmm. you were saying like you were saying just knowing that sure i'm gonna splurge right now but that's just that's not my lifestyle i'm yeah. just splurging. yes exactly yeah, exactly. It's a, and a weekend treat kind yeah. of thing. So, Carol, um, what is your take, your professional take as a nutrition coach student um, on the paleo movement and the keto movement? So, actually, um, both are pretty, how do I say it, like really on the, on the edge. Um, I think maybe there are, they are too, how to say it, I think there are too many rules to these diets. I am for being aware, as you said, and finding um, the level. I have a French word that comes to mind, which is equilibre, and I don't know <laughs> how to translate it, like being in harmony yes. and finding your own diet, because I don't believe there is one diet in the world that everybody will, will be good at, and it will be good for everybody, because we're all different. We have different problems, different physique, different weights and height and disease. And we cannot actually go into or paleo or, or ketogenic or vegan. We just have to adapt it as we live and exp experiment with food to ourselves. So I think every diet that looks into being feeling like satisfied and being well nourished and also be aware that we are choosing high quality foods is good for me. I yeah. don't want to go in, into any extremes actually. Yeah. Even if sense. vegan is being extreme, but doing it like be, being aware, just simple as that. I think not being too hard on yourself and seeing if it works for you, because if you feel sick after or too tired and everything, maybe it's not the moment to do it maybe yeah. in the future, but now we have to be like calm about it and see what happens. I think, yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense. It's sort of like um, becoming aware and 
using food and working with food for what's intended and that is for nutrition as well as enjoyment um, and to nourish the body and nurture the spirit, you know, essentially. So to enjoy what you're doing and to find ways to do it that's increasingly healthier for us so that we can create more art yes. <laughs> and create more life, right? I mean, yes. that's okay. Yeah. Well, this has been really, really wonderful. Um, if you have a, so like you mentioned that you would like to create a cookbook. Do you, I, you are, you express yourself very well and your beautiful persona. Do you have any interest in creating um, like um, maybe doing food videos, um, like creating yourself as a persona, a personality in the world, speaking about and working with food or just through the cookbook more like more quietly behind the lens as opposed to in front of the lens at this point? So for now, I feel like a beginner in all this. So I have to say, I'm quite shy when I'm thinking about videos. And once again, my boyfriend is encouraging me to do it because he says this is actually the most uh, looked for way to see like like tutorials, how to make uh, um, chocolate cookies. Everybody wants to see a video because you have like images. You see the person doing this and it's fast. You can even place your tablet or, or your computer in the kitchen and do it with this person so it's super fast. And you get you get to see the results like right now, like live, yes. not reading a recipe which is written and maybe seeing a photo book. It's probably won't be as maybe the first time as good as on the photo from someone who's a professional. So it's something that I think of doing in the future, I think. I would like to start with a website and then maybe a cookbook with, with photos and getting inspiring and creative. Yeah. And videos, maybe after that, I think. Because I, I know it's a good way of expression today. It's really what people want because it's super quick and just useful. Yeah. So I am thinking about it, yes. Yeah, you could... Um... There's one of the po one of the more most popular kind of videos are the ones that do the food art videos, mm -hmm. like how to create this or that. Um, and a lot of them that are really captivating would be like, you know, how to decorate a cake, which that's just full of sugar oh. and full of all this stuff that you know, everybody loves. But, you know, it's like, wouldn't it be so How to decorate a smoothie to, bowl. How to decorate a smoothie bowl. Is, yeah, so exactly. So, you know, and it's so easy with the, you know, the iPhone or f the smartphones these days to get the time lapse mm -hmm. video and all. So it's sort of like, just like you did with your food photography, you know, a lot of times just using, oh, speaking of that, are you using your phone for your food photography or a camera? Yeah, I don't even have a pro camera. I just have my iPhone, very old six, and okay. seems to do the work because okay. as I found out, it was the lighting actually, which you, I actually asked a friend about that who was a photographer and I said, listen, I don't have any money to buy like equipment and get pro and like a studio for my plates. And he told me, you know what, the, the most important thing for you is the lighting. And this was it, actually. I, I went outside with my plates. I found just um, a piece of white, white painted wood. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm starting to lose my wood. And this was it, actually, to place it there when there's sun. This is more complicated now because the day is really short mm -hmm. and it's winter coming, but... That was it, actually. You need to just find ways. You don't actually have to spend lots of money to, to make it good quality and, and really fun. Just, just maybe ask for help as well, which is not like you don't have to know everything right up the front and just at the beginning. You, you need to learn also ask for help, which really you can get so many cool answers and it's really helpful. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. Well, and thank you so much for spending this time with us, for sharing your story, for sharing your incredible creative um, art, photography, or food art photos with the world on Instagram. And we look forward to sharing it with our audience. I know they're going to love it. Uh, and also to following your journey and how that unfolds. Yes. Okay. Thank you, girls. It was such a pleasure. Okay, <laughs> for well. okay thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us for the I Create Daily podcast. Please let us know what creatives you would like us to interview and what topics you would be interested in hearing more about. And if you enjoyed this show, please leave a review on iTunes. We value your feedback. We read all the reviews and it just helps us get the word out on the I Create Daily podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks so much.